everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 298 for the week of March 8, 2014. I'm Chris Privetier here with a bunch of people from RPG Gamer, including my wife, Anna Marie Privetier. Good morning. And our English correspondent, John Yerworth. Hello. And small business consultant, Emmanuel Marino. <sighs> How's it going? Uh, I mean, sleep expert, Emmanuel Marino. <laughs> <sighs> How's everybody doing today? Okay, bye. Uh, that's it. See you next week. Everyone seems tired. Is everyone tired? No. No. <sighs> I mean, I'm tired, but I'm tired. Okay. Uh. All right. Well, let's talk about what we've been playing. I've uh, been playing a ton. Of whoa, stuff. Oh. Okay. Well, you want to tell us then? Um. I finished Atelier Totori on stream. I got the bad ending. Boo! <laughs> Play it again. Yeah, I couldn't find my mom in time. Aww. Just bad timing. Um, but looking around online, apparently it's pretty common to fail the first time. So, meh. You need to get it anyways. And then I've also been playing Mario Party Island Tour because it's actually a really good single-player game. Okay. Um, lots of good puzzles, lots of good activity. Um, I've kind of put it down because I want to continue with March Madness. So... I have been playing Knights of Pen and Paper Plus One, which was originally an iOS game that I played and really enjoyed, and then they released it on Steam with the Plus One. So there's actually a ton of expansion content, which is all really hard. Like, the original game ended at about level 35, mm -hmm. and the Plus One content ends at 60-ish. 60 to 65. So I'm not ready to beat the game. I'm on the final dungeon, but... It's too hard for me right now. Oh. Yeah. So I pulled out and did a really short stream of SMT Devil Summoner 2. It's interesting so far. I'm not sure if I'm going to continue with it. Um, but I'll, I probably will. And then we started Wind Waker HD last night. Yay, Wind Waker! Yay, Wind Waker! And other than that, uh, Professor Layton finally showed up. And uh, I've been playing that. I'm going to finish it today. I'm basically done the, the bulk of the game. Okay. And that's what I've been doing. Good for you. We had a really interesting discussion in the car last night. What is that? About oh, wait, Professor I was Layton. there. I was there. Yeah. I, in my car. Yeah. So okay. What we did were I say? listening to Why was I smart? a podcast about um, Professor Layton. And um, it was like one guy, he had played all of them. One guy, he played like one of them. And the other guy was in between. And they were having a debate about whether the game had too much blah, blah, or too much puzzles. Because the guy who played them all complained that there was too much blah, blah, and not enough puzzle. Blah, blah, meaning story and cutscenes? Yeah. yeah. Not Whereas enough game. He you, was saying there was not enough game. Uh, whereas you like the story. Oh yeah, I think there's too much, and too much game too and not enough, and not enough story. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I actually think that they've struck as good a balance as that they're gonna get. So we sort of had this interesting discussion about how do they take the criticism that people give them because I'm sure they hear all three of those things all the time. Mm -hmm. So how do they balance? Puzzle and gameplay. I, hmm. And Layton? Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I just want a latent anime. That's all I want. <laughs> I don't even care about the puzzles anymore. I think they're kind of dumb. Oh, we may actually end up having to tap our British... Our British import service, John yes. Yerworth. <laughs> Yo. Yo. So what have you been playing, Quinn? Um, I haven't actually been playing that much this week. I think well, I've... you fail. Oh, shush. I finished, I pl- finished Diablo 3. Good for you. Again? Or for the first time? No, for the first time. Okay. You know, I, I finished because of that, the stuff that I mentioned on the cast last week. I finished Diablo 3 for the first time with a level 60 character above Paragon level 20. Mm. Not bad for a first run. No, not bad at all. Um, yeah, uh, I've been playing quite a bit of that. And Planetside 2. That's kind of about it, really. That's it? Hmm. Yeah, it's been a bit of a boring week. Um, oh, uh, as mentioned in the the chat, I I I I gave I gave in and bought Titanfall. Oh, all right. Direct from Origin as well. Oh my gosh! I know. Oh, you should feel dirty. Well, actually, um, oh, where's my tweet <laughs> about how dirty you feel? Hey, it's a good back and forth. Dirty. There you go. Oh, you're linking me texts. Okay, this is great for podcast. All right, let's see what we got. On Twitter, (coughs) John says, I'm pretty sure that empty feeling I have was caused by buying Titanfall on Origin. I think it's tainted my soul permanently. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think we then came to the conclusion that uh, ever since uh, EA destroyed origin systems and called uh their download service origin that uh the reason why the prices are kept so high is the stores run by shodan ah i don't know that reference system shock oh okay i haven't played that oh okay Ooh, anna anna mm-hmm. you know how we were trying to figure out how to get the hd version of professor layton mm-hmm. and the only way way we could find was buying a region b blu-ray which i don't think works in the u.s mm-hmm. does anybody know by the way i don't know what region we are um there's another way oh there's a an amazon video store you can buy the hd version for 20 bucks or the sd version for eight bucks Sweet. Or the DVD is available on Amazon for ten bucks, so yeah. we could buy a digital HD version. That would be cool. That yeah. would work. Yeah, or we could just rent it, watch oh. it once for three bucks. Ooh, there you <laughs> that go. That might be the best answer. I don't <laughs> think we need to keep it. Oh, fine. All right. So Anna and I might be having a latent movie night soon. Ooh. Oh, don't. Oh, don't complete. Um. Apparently, I have it set up for one click, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> We have so. to watch it by April 7th. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you know what I should do? I should watch it on the plane. No, not without me. <laughs> um, Shoot. Remember, you can only watch it once. Oh, that's right. Like, once you pop it, it's 24 hours. You just have till April 7th to pop it. Um, Shoot. <laughs> uh, what, uh, I played stuff, right? Yeah, I think so. I played, yeah, a few things. Um... So I, I busted out Proteus on my PC, and which is basically like playing through a music album. So a light electronica music album. So I did that. That took half an hour. If anyone's wondering what that game is, I can't tell you because I don't really understand it, other than it's like playing through a music album. There's music and sounds, and you walk around on an island, and then you progress to like the next track by waiting for night to fall, and I don't know what's going on. 
Um, oh, somebody in the chat confirms Region B is only Europe. So, yeah, don't buy the Region B Blu-ray. Got it. Understood. Uh, let's see. Did I do something interesting? I did. Um, I played Dear Esther. Um, is it Dear Isha? Whatever. Uh, Dear- that was actually made by one of my university le- university lecturers. Really? Yeah. Oh. Maybe you can ask him what the hell it's about, because it's one of these games that has that pretentious way of storytelling, where they let you interpret what the story means and offer no clarifications whatsoever. Uh, I think it's an extended metaphor for depression. Hey, Chris. Yeah? Did you send Maruru to your office? No. Okay. Maybe. It left Madison this morning and just arrived in Verona at the post office. Okay. Um, I don't know, Anna. It might be going <laughs> to my office. Okay. Yeah, no, the, the, the Chinese room is a development studio. Um, uh, I think I don't think it's ran by him, but I, I know he's a sort of... Uh, he develops stuff for them. Um, I, I actually ran into... Amusingly, before I... Um, he did my game studies class in my third year of university. Mm-hmm. Um, but before, before I actually took that class in the gap between my second and third years, I actually ran into him at GDC Europe. Um, which was quite amusing. I ended up spending uh, the evening after the first day of... Um, God, it, I think it was the first day of Gamescom, so the Wednesday evening in uh, August 2012. Uh, and we ended up, like, uh, me and a bunch of other um, like fairly low-key game developers and a couple of press people ended up at this Mexican place in the middle of a German city that I'd never been to before. It was probably one of the more surreal evenings of my life. <laughs> It was, it was a lot. There was a lot of interesting discussions. I mean, yeah. sure, I, I might have considered myself a part of the amateur like gaming press for quite a while now, um, but you know, I, I was sitting with people from like Wired. There were like several other developers there that I didn't recognize at all, like several low key ones, and it was just it was just a really interesting evening, like just sitting there and having a drink with them all, and some nice Mexican food. That was good. <laughs> So I, I was actually able to figure out something about myself with Dear Esther. And I, I like I like games that when you're done with the story, you're left with that feeling of what just happened. There are pieces here. I can figure this out. And you go to a message board and you talk to other people and you guys put it together and you figure it out. And there's enough stuff there that you guys can be sure that this is actually what happened. And we had to kind of sort it out with others, but we figured it out. And it's like putting that one extra puzzle after the game's done. What I don't like is when you don't have enough pieces and you don't really know what the game's about. And you can talk about it as much as you want afterwards, but there's going to be no clarification and no real um, um, real reason to understand what the person who wrote the thing was intending. And they have no intention of ever telling you or clarifying you. And I don't really appreciate that method as much. And that seems to be the method DRSer goes with. Like, Quinn, you said it's a metaphor for depression. I've read a lot of stuff this week that suggests that it's um, the experience of somebody who was in a car accident um, um, being in a coma and coming to realize that they're in a coma and eventually walking into the light at the end of the game. <laughs> it's a very different interpretation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I have no idea. what it, and they, They've certainly well justified that, but I have no idea what's right and which way you're supposed to go with it. And so that's... Yeah, that's a confusing game. <laughs> but it's short no, at least. No, man, the problem is you, not the game, man. Yeah, right, right, you're right, it's no, I'm me. Being, actually, I'm being serious on this one. I, I, it, it's a good thing that movies like that exist, that books like that exist, 
ah, that TV I, shows like that exist. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Yeah. It's too bad because it, it, it's really interesting, and I wish it. I wish it was one of those things that you could put together because no, 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 all no, the no, pieces no. are there. It's not for you. Yeah. Let me put it this way: as someone who, who, as other people who do enjoy those things, they're happy a game like that exists at right, all. Right, right. It like, just means that this one particular one was just not for you. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm not even trying to be like, oh, oh let's all hug it out. Well, and, but I can no, still be disappointed there are because they really it... love that about that game, and they wish there were more games like that. But they yeah. understand that more games are like what you want. No, well, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, I don't a know lot if there's more a lot than of the, the RD Esther. Eh, I don't know. I think it's kind of the new thing. Um, if you remember, uh, what's the Jonathan Blow Braid did this as well. There was never two game two indie games by a small handful of people. All right, fine, fine. As opposed uh, to like Dark Soul, as opposed to like big name soft. Well, I'm not. I don't think the big name soft do what I'm talking about. I'm saying the. I'm talking about the games that that are unclear and you need help interpreting. But then when you get there, you kind of have a good idea. Like Binding of Isaac, for example, is a good is a good um, example of this where um, you have the what's really going on in that game and what you see is nothing about what's actually happening in the story no, of that not, game. That's not true. That game's pretty straightforward in the front. Um no, actually yeah, everything that is. you were um everything you're seeing in the game is happening in a kid's imagination. Yeah, I, I thought yeah, that but was that's not obvious. Apparent. No. That no, that was 100% apparent. Okay. I didn't think that. <laughs> I 100% thought that. Okay. Um, well, then I'm an idiot, and I need games <laughs> made for idiots. Um, I don't know. No, I mean, it was pretty obvious when you see when he get when he gets new characters and he just puts on the little wigs. Well, it's obvious now. <laughs> and at the end of the game, when you finish it, and it's just standing there, and he's just holding his little stuff. Yeah. He's playing make-believe the whole time. And then there's, there's a great article that explains um, the story of... of Binding of Isaac and Ed McMillan kind of gives it his seal of approval. Like, yep, this is pretty much the most accurate review I've seen of this. Um, anyway, I finished the first ending of Binding of Isaac this week. So what I've learned is that Wrath of the Lamb DLC makes that game really hard. Um, harder than it is by default. And I felt somewhat vindicated when Patrick Klepek at Giant Bomb, the person who I've been trying to... Yeah, anyway. Uh, he... Uh, he uh, installed the expansion and found it to be extremely hard as well so i didn't feel as bad that it was taking me so much time to get through this game so i finally beat the first ending of that i'm gonna go back and get the sec at least the second ending i know that to really finish the game it takes like 10 11 12 playthroughs something like that i think it's 11 yeah um i I won't be doing that (laughs) but uh it's a fun game to just grind through a run of let's see I also did Sonic CD this week. The first time I played through Sonic CD. Um, that game is interesting. Uh, the soundtrack's really funky and weird, especially uh, the boss music. Which uh, <laughs> the which the Jap- I was listening. I played it with the Japanese. So um, the Japanese European one. Yeah, and I know there's also the U.S. soundtrack, and there's an awesome, awesome Sonic CD remix album that just came out on OC Remix like a week or two ago. Go listen to that, everybody. If you have any interest in Sonic music, just go do that. That's a great, great... They remix both soundtracks. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, the Japanese music for the... It's just weird for the boss. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> Dr. Eggman music aside, that game, it, it, it's an interesting... It feels like a, you know, a decent Sonic platform most of the way through... Um, 
kind of in the vein of, of Sonic 2 or 3 more than Sonic 1. Um, it was interesting to play a Sonic game that didn't have flickering. And I don't know if that's true in the original Sonic CD, but it certainly is true in the PC version I was playing. Um, in fact, at one point I was like, this game is missing flickering, isn't it? It's like, that's what feels different than a normal Sonic game. The sprites aren't flickering in and out of existence. Um, and then the very last level is merciless. Like that whole oh, yeah. last the world. The last level of Sonic CD is extremely hard. I, it's just cruel. And it just, it, it knows what you're going to try and do. And it explicitly goes after um, punishing you for trying to do it. Uh, it it's, it's, I don't know. The original save system doesn't save you within sub worlds, as far as I could tell. You only start at the beginning of the main world. And I don't know how you'd finish that game. Because that's just ridiculous. And the boss, the last boss is... Is actually kind of easy. <laughs> uh, well, except I didn't. I could never find a way to get the first couple hits on him without taking damage. Um, but I guess if I could, that would be fine. Uh, getting to the last boss is kind of rough, though. Um, yeah, the, the interesting thing about the last boss in Sonic CD is the level preceding it has what I believe is the only boss, like bottomless pit that you can die in in, yeah. in the entire game. Yes. Com- compared to Sonic, uh, the original Sonic Rush which abused pits to the point of complete insanity, uh-huh. it was actually quite a refreshing change. And you're randomly bouncing around, and there's platforms that just randomly drop you. And, I mean, you've just fought through two other merciless levels. Now you're on this boss level, and you've got to go through this stuff in order to even have an attempt on the boss. That would be infuriating if you're trying to do that after having to run those first two levels as well every time. I, I don't know how you d- deal with it. You just give up on the game. Um, so I'm glad that I had the PC version save system. Um, and it still took me for forever. Ugh. And you, every time, every attempt on the boss, you you got to go through that bottomless pit again. And oh, bleh, bleh, mm. uh, I also busted out and tried hack slash loot on the uh, PC. Uh, I didn't play it, spend much time with that, but I wanted to recommend. Uh, because I've been trying to, I've been doing this March Madness thread thing that we've got going on in our forums where I'm trying to complete games in my backlog. Um, and that game doesn't look completable, so I kind of passed on from it. But I have to say, Hackslash Loot, if you've got it, that's a cool little, uh, that's a cool little roguelike. And I would highly recommend checking it out if you're into roguelikes and, and you know, if you like things like, uh, 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 NetHack and all that sort of stuff. Um, I like the way they designed that, and I like the interface and stuff. And uh, it, it looks cool, looks retro, but has enough modern UI elements that uh, you can just grind through that and not feel like you're fighting against the controls or anything. Uh, after that, I played through Ben There, Damn That, which is an old-school adventure game, um, and it actually is made in 320 by 240 resolution. Um, it is, uh, it's a kind of an homage to those. It came out in, like, in the 2000s sometimes, um, they have a sequel to it called Time Gentlemen, Please. You may have heard of it. You may not have heard of it. But uh, it was actually well-written, and uh, it's only a couple hours long, and uh, very very much uh, click on item, use item on thing, combine items in inventory, and uh, read through witty dialogue. So really appreciated that, and I highly recommend that. Uh, and uh, I'm going to... Let's see. what Anna, mm-hmm. we did uh, Wind Waker HD. Mm-hmm. And we played that together last night for yep. how long? Two hours oh. almost? Um, Yeah, about that. And we've so gotten past means... what I got in the GameCube version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that means we attacked the um, the tower and got rescued by a boat. Yeah, I was sad that we didn't actually get to fight a boss last night, but oh well. Technically. We'll play more today or tomorrow or something. So. Yes. Uh, and I think that's it. Manny, what you been up to? Not much. No? Okay. <laughs> Is that really it? No Skyrim? Done with that? I haven't played Skyrim in months. Oh, months? What do you mean months? I'm the, I mean months. You mean months? You I were playing months. it every week. No, I haven't played it like in two months. Two months? You haven't played since January? Probably, honestly. Eighth? Probably oh. like early January. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to take this out of this document. Manny's no longer playing Skyrim. Now playing nothing. No, wait. He said not much. Okay. Sounds good. Anna. Mm-hmm. Oh, you already talked about this, so I guess we're good. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Eh. All right. Let's. We got a lot of feedback, so let's jump right into that. So Sounds good. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Zoltan writes in. So remember our questions were like, what are you going to get in March, and do you want to hear us talk about inside baseball? So Zoltan writes in. Um, <laughs> and there's also, we had all that discussion about... Um, choice of race and stuff at, when making well, no. a character. I, I think character everyone customization what the, what the question was. It's just, should you be able to make the character you want to make in a game that lets you make characters? <laughs> mm-hmm. That was really all the really question was. It was just, hey, you should just... I think my only point was the whole cross was you should be... If you're going to... If in a game about character creation, you should be able to make any character that you want to sort of make you happy, regardless of whether you want to make yourself or somebody else. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of comments on that discussion in the in the thread, so I'm going to recommend people go there because uh, it it would kind of drag if I just kind of read through everybody's long forum post on the subject. But a few highlights. Um, Zoltan said, uh, not that it matters, but when I was a kid, Eddie Murphy was my hero, so every time I can make a character, I make a black guy. In Dark Souls, every character is as ugly as heck, but I managed to make a guy that looks like Michael Jordan. I did the same in Dark Souls and Oblivion, and my Oblivion character was so cool. <laughs> okay, that's kind of weird. With Eddie Murphy walking around going. No, 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 Michael Jordan. In Dar- no, Demon but Souls, Oblivion. So in Demon Souls, every character is ugly as heck, but I made a guy that looks just like Michael Jordan. I did the same in Dark Souls and Oblivion. So... He had Michael an, Jordan walking around yep. dunking on <laughs> dunking on demons. Uh, get, base, dunked, get dunked. Get dunked. Zoltan's Volt is a yes for baseball talk, inside baseball talk. Uh, let's see. Did we ask people whether or not they were getting sick of truth? Because everyone commented on that. And in, sure. in, Go in, for it. Some people said yes, and some people said no, I don't like their humor. It's the summary on that conversation. <laughs> So, let's see. Balance said yes to Inside Baseball. Uh, He likes long podcasts. Oh, looking forward to um, Path of Exiles expansion. I don't know how it will pan out for my ambition to get to level 100 until it's out. And I guess Reaper of Souls is a close second. I know that Path of Exiles expansion is out now. So, um, there weren't a lot of news stories on it, but you can do that. Let's see. And That's pretty crazy. The game that isn't even technically launched yet has an expansion. Yeah, I know. Isn't that I weird? thought it. I thought Path of Exile was out. Okay, it's out. Okay. It, as far as I remember, it is out of beta. Okay, I didn't realize that. I apologize. It was fairly low key. Yeah. They just sort of transitioned very quickly from beta to launch. I went to their press event and I posted my conversation with the guys when they were getting ready to launch. Oh, sorry. Uh, let's see. Balance also says in EverQuest he chooses Wood Elf because he's Oriental. And in the game, 
is Oriental an okay? Well, I guess hey, he uh, is don't Oriental. worry about it. That, that's right. an that's an American hangup for certain. People. Oh, is it okay? I mean, Europeans use the word Oriental, especially people in the UK, and they mean different things. Yeah. Like for example, like I think Quinn, you can back me up. UK Oriental doesn't necessarily even mean uh, East Southeast. I mean East Asian. It does. It does mean South Asian, like in India, that kind of stuff. Uh, it means I think just generally sort of that. Yeah, South. East Asia, South Asia—it's quite a large area. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a, we have a, t- we have a football team in this country called Leighton Orient. And the funny thing is, you got to remember too is that Oriental is the opposite of Occidental, so it just means East, and oh. Occidental means West, just like they have Occidental College. Okay. And like the Orient Express, people get hung up on that. That didn't even go to Asia. That stopped in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Just Not Constantinople. Not Constantinople. Now Constantinople, Anna. No, not Constantinople. Okay. It's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Yeah, it was last called Constantinople like 500 years ago. Been oh, a long time not. gone, Constantinople. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> Balance also requests the following. Balance he requests the following. Things Quinn finds on internet cast. The cat cast, the Canadian land cast, the pirate cast, etc. Um, so, John, if you can start finding things on the internet, we'd like to start podcasting about them. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to suggest Anna sings They Might Be Giant songs cast as well. <laughs> oh, and about the Oriental stuff. thing, it's it just real quick. It's not a racial slur, like some people will say. It's, um, it's outdated terminology, especially in the United States. And I think the general rule of thumb is things are Oriental, people are Asian. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's well, he just described himself as Oriental. So. No, but, but remember, I think Bounce is actually from like us. Uh, call me crazy. I think Bounce different is from area? Like Singapore. Oh. Or something. oh, okay. All right. So, and like I said, it's, and it means it's, different things there. It's yeah. not like a racial slur. It's just a term that is associated with a lot of bad blood in history. So they moved on. Isn't so that like how we get racial slurs? No, not at all. all right, not at all. all right. Not at all. I mean, because if, if like it's, someone it's like came up to me and said, you're, said, oh, he's a nice Negro, I wouldn't be instantly offended. I'd be confused. Like, where did this person pop out of? You know? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. It's not, uh, it's not necessarily I, I don't think I truly know what you mean being a you know, middle-aged white dude, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, but you can understand can that understand. one. It's not like I'm instantly yeah. offended because someone said, call me a young Negro. I'd be like, Thank you. Well, uh, I, get back. Do you have some pan for some gold when you're done? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I return the discussion back to the one that I had off cast last week. After it, involving a certain male body part, but I kind of think we want to keep this. Let's get, let's move. <laughs> Phil Fancy Pants writes in into the forums and says Dark Souls Two will probably be the only game I end up getting this month, and it's about how much they like them. Other games I might pick up are Diablo Three, Reaper Souls, Bro Force for PC, and Shovel Knight for the 3DS. Um, yeah, I've been getting this a lot on the Natsume Twitter. People are like, prove to me why I should buy Yumi's Odd Odyssey instead of Shovel Knight. And I'm like, no, they're both good games. Why would I put it down? I don't know that the Shovel Knight is a good game. It's only popular because it was a Kickstarter. Yeah. Maybe it'll be good. I hope it'll be good. I just but... don't like, I'm with Anna, though. Why should... Bro, why, is my, why should I sit here and say, oh, no, no, let me really convince you. Let me prove it to you. It's like, no, man. The information's out there. You don't. You're not convinced. Don't buy it. I know. I'm. I have no interest whatsoever in Shovel Knight personally. <laughs> but like it, it's got a lot of internet hype. Yeah, I, I. I know, and I'm trying to understand why. I think it's because it's a Mega Man style game, essentially. Could be. I don't know. I've never heard of Shovel Knight till just now. Really? Yeah. Please don't tweet me asking me to prove my game is better than yours. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. <clears throat> and I don't know what Broforce is, but that might be... Um, I'll get it up. Broforce. Oh, wow. Okay. No, I don't want it. Probably. Do. Wow. There's a lot of stuff being blown up. Uh, this might be cool. All right. So, uh, Shaman says, March shopping list. <clears throat> Yoshi's New Island. I forgot I wanted that. Final Fantasy X, 10, 10 2. I want that. And the roommate bought South Park, so I'll play that too. <laughs> yeah. After, you know what's funny? is After reading Adrian's review and a few other reviews around the internet, I kind of want the censored version. Really? Yeah, there are some things in there that I think would squick the hell out of me. Hmm. I don't. So you yeah. import it then? Or? Um. Yeah, I'm not really sure how I'm gonna do that because. Do they censor the abortion scene? I hope so. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, sorry. You also crawl up someone's anus. I mean, there's a lot of things that it's very South Park, but I'm kind of like, I'm not sure I want to play that. Well, have you ever winced during a normal episode of South Park? Huh? Have you ever winced during a normal episode of South Park? I don't watch South Park. Wait, we watched the the first of the Black Friday trilogy. Okay, that's like the third episode that I've seen because I watched one with my parents and that I watched... That was a nice time. <laughs> my... No, no, you would... My parents love South Park. I what? don't understand this. But they will seriously... They're like seriously addicted to it. They're if it's broken. on TV, they're watching it. And I, I don't know what it is about the series that they like because you've met my parents. Nothing about them says that they I have. be interested in. Yeah, that's a, that's why I'm pointing at you. That doesn't work on the internet. Anna. Shush. Point, 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 point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, you're done. Yeah, okay. I'm just stunned that they just like. Went, it. Let yeah. you get it out of your system. Yeah, so they, I've watched one episode with them, and I've watched Make Love Not Warcraft, and I've watched the Black Friday episode. Yeah, okay, so where are we at? Uh, oh, Hiffy Kezzy says, hey, inside baseball, I only end up half paying attention once you guys are done with what you're currently playing. That's really what I find most interesting, so it doesn't really make him turn really, off the For cast. me, that's like the part I want to get out of the fastest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, South Park, Hiffy's several hours in and loving it so far. And da, 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 da. let's see, inside baseball, South Park combo, totally store Barry Bonds hat. Stole a Barry Bonds bat from Token's garage yesterday. Someone had drawn an asterisk on it and was labeled as junk and only worth 70 cents. As much as I love Barry, Don't I still explain jokes that, loud. that are in games that I intend to play, please. Oh, okay. Especially when the whole game is nothing but just its jokes. You going to play that? Of course I'm going to play that. Oh, get on it. No, he's no. waiting for it to be 20 bucks. Oh, you know that's a good idea. Bucks yeah. I'm not even, honestly, I'm not even waiting. I'm just playing. I'm just in the middle of other stuff. All right. What? What? A, you aren't playing any other games. My life isn't video games. Oh, you know, okay. I can't stop and read a book every now and then. No. <laughs> well, there's the answer. All right. <laughs> Crazy March. You guys pretty much covered my March, but Shadowrun Dragonfall. Playtime bled into March, although my hasty run through is done now. South Park, uh, Stick of Truth, Titanfall, and Dark Souls 2, assuming the PC poor hits, which we know now it does not. We have dates for that. We'll get to that later. And speaking of... Okay. Master Chief writes in... Oh, so let me... Uh, okay, no, Master Chief... It might be confusing to have that. Let me start with the letter. Okay. So Master Chief wrote a letter. Uh, Issue of Inclusion's interesting and brings me to Two Worlds, which I recently completed. Those of you familiar with this game, was supposed to put oblivion to shame. When it came out, however, disappointed in many ways, including character creation. Uh, The, let's see. 
<laughs> there were a lot of lack of options in the character creator. Not only could yep. you be only be male, you could only be white. The skin tones were little more than a tan for a dude who was clearly white. There's no real reason the character needs to be a white male. It's just him trying to rescue his sister. It was simply a lack of thought. Uh, there are few yeah. women of any sort in the game. No minorities. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Which makes the generally Asian town of Ashos really hard to take seriously, even without the horrendous voice work. <laughs> and I think he's on the money with this one. Yeah. I, I played through a lot of Two Worlds, too. And I remember trying to make a character. I was like, well, why, why can't I pick sex? I was like, thinking, oh, does that have to do with anything? Well, whatever. I guess they have one voice actor. Okay, fine. <laughs> whatever. So then I tried to make my character. is like, wait. Well, they didn't have somebody who "quote unquote" sounded black to do a sound. No, no, not even that. There's no. You don't need to have a guy who sounds black. It's just Sebastian I, doesn't sound red. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this is the, people think. I think I think a lot of people get confused when I say this stuff and think like some kind of like some minority uprising or whatever. Like, let like like I said, if the game where the whole point is you make your character and you go into the world. If I want to be like a kid from, if I want to be a Japanese guy from Tokyo and that's the thing I'm role playing, whatever, let me make that. If I want to be me, whatever I may look like, let me be that. And I'll, like, Commander Shepard doesn't sound like the black guy or the Middle Eastern guy or the Asian guy or the white. Shepard just sounds like Shepard. And then you impose what you want him to look like on top of that in his first name. And that's fine. I I don't think anyone complains about that. I do remember, like, the one case of seeing that particular issue happen in reverse with one voice actor. And I dare anyone who ha- who owns a copy of the game, but try making a white guy in NBA 2K13 is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> you want to know something? Knowing a lot of people who play basketball, knowing some have people gone to the NBA and stuff, they talk like that anyway. I'm not even joking. They talk like it is, that anyway. it is still quite funny. Wait, the white guy has a weird way of talking? Po shizzle? No, I, I'm I'm asking. Like what what part's funny? The the way he talks, the way he interacts, the way he walk looks, what what no, is it, it John? It's it's just the fact that the um it, they obviously got like I think it was like a southern black guy to do the voice, and that's the only voice actor they had. Wait, for <laughs> the white guy too? For everybody. Well, it doesn't oh. matter. <laughs> So I'm pretty sure that would sound weird, even if it was like Kobe, like you wanted to make Kobe, and he's just kind of like, let's go get some cornbread. Like, what are you talking about, Kobe? Let's go get some cornbread. <laughs> Which is going to go to church after this and going to praise the Lord. Well, I mean, NBA 2K13 was the game that they proudly stated was executive produced by Jay-Z. And I think the only thankful thing well, I made for him was for putting Daft Punks around the world on the soundtrack. I mean, that's really what he wait, did, wait, is wait, he wait, picked wait, the wait, music. Wait. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 no. You guys forget... Or maybe you don't know. Do you guys know what executive producer means? What's it mean, Anna? It means they gave them money. Oh. True. But we know Jay-Z was actually, did something with the music. Okay. I remember hearing yeah, that. Yeah, he, I think he personally picked the soundtrack. Cool. He dropped off like a mix CD. <laughs> <laughs> here's the check and here's the mix CD. I like it. No, but but I mean, he was right about uh, Two Worlds 2. It was this it wasn't even like a small continent. It was this big, vast world. There was literally like an there was an Africa analog where there were like uh, there were ostriches on this ostriches on the plains. There were uh, you know leopards and lions and elephants and giraffes or whatever. And there was like these little tiny little Middle Eastern towns, or like you'd think like maybe North Africa or Morocco. There's an entire an entire region, a huge region, just like that. And then there was a entire area 
it was an entire like it was like the Asian analog. You know, like a lot of RPGs have the the Asian village. If yeah. they're if they're good, they get specific. And there was like entire places like that, from jungle places to everything. And it was the exact same like five character models in each place. So there was even an you know there, like he was right. There was no reason why there couldn't be a variety. Like some people like to argue, well, this place place in Northern Europe, so there can't be different kinds of peoples. Um, they, this one had no excuse. No excuses here. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, something else he said, uh, he had a suggestion for a question of the week. He says, the only real attempt from a Western studio to make a JRPG was Subterra Core. Would anyone be interested in seeing a Western studio take another crack at the JRPG style game with all the linearity and heavy narrative demand that would entail? First of all, is he right about that? To um, include... Muteki okay. says hi. I was going to say Anachronox... You know, like one of my favorite games ever. Seriously, go play that game. I have three copies of it. In fact, I think I might have four copies of it. Is that it's a, a, is that a JRPG? It. Yes, made by Ironstorm on the okay. Quake 2 engine. Yeah, so it's first person? No. Oh. So oh, hell no. It's a third no, person, person role-playing game. turn-based love letter to the JRPG genre in a comedy sci-fi setting. Hmm. It is amazing. All right. Um, I mean, by amazing, a shrunken planet joins your player party. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> I want that. I'm dead serious about that. Hmm. In a way, I kind of wish I wasn't, but, well. It happened. <laughs> it happens. That does actually happen. Okay, you know, so, yeah. I was just thinking really quickly. Sorry about that. I was just thinking about Two Worlds 2, and, he, and I think that, I, that was such a good example. I Will wish you I get off myself. of Two Worlds 2? <laughs> No, I mean, uh, about the example of just how people, there's just no thought given. You know, it was clearly made like, I, I don't I remember, what, what was that company? Was they a German company? I don't, I don't know. Wasn't it Polish? I can't Polish, remember. They, you know, just thought like, oh, let's just make this game. And just sort of... Oh, the one... Two Worlds company? Yeah. Yeah, they're from Poland. Okay. It was a big so to-do just... because they were making a game for the Xbox One, but wouldn't be able to play an Xbox One at launch. No, oh, yeah, that, that was, was no, Anna, that yes. was, no, that was a CD Projekt. Oh yeah, that was that. I'm getting. I may be getting confused with CD Projekt. Two Worlds Two was not for the X World Xbox One. <laughs> Nor is Two Worlds. I don't even think there's a Two Worlds Three. Anyway, that would have required. The oh right, that Witcher would have been Soul. The Witcher. I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> yeah, man, he's bewitching it up. All right. Anyway. Back to his question of the week attempt, so we can get out of this letter and stop talking about Two Worlds 2. The only real attempt from Make a Western Studio was... Okay, so anyway, his question is, would anyone be interested in seeing a Western Studio take another crack at a JRPG-style game with all the linearity and heavy narrative? Um, or is it the West best left to sticking to Skyrim and Baldur's Gate and Neverworld Night... Neverwinter Nights type games. I just take objection to his idea that no one in the West is making a JRPG. None of the AAA studios are doing. Well, it. I think that's what he wants, though. Meh. I think that's what you know, he's talking about, and I think that makes the question more AAA, interesting. Right? Huh? Right? What? Iron Storm. They used to be AAA. Didn't they make right. Daikatana? <laughs> Eventually. Don't Although, didn't that, that negates split, all too. contributions they make. I think. Come on now. You know, I say is uh, instead of just worry about. Forget trying to make a JRPG. Uh, I, well, the no, question what? the question species because like yeah, we'd like to see a good JRPG come out of the West. We'd like to see good JRPGs come out of wherever they come out of. No, so, no, I don't. I forget that. Don't yeah. even worry about like. Try, what worries me when when Western developers try to make JRPGs is that they're trying to adhere to a set of things that they think 
or what make a true JRPG JRPG is like say forget that just make a good game and if you like more linear story driven narratives do that but don't worry about being like oh this isn't Final Fantasy enough this isn't do you know what I mean yeah make this your RPG the way that you've got a vision for it this isn't Tales enough yeah. okay yeah you know what I'm trying to say if, if you're influenced by Japanese works let that show through in your thing, but just don't try to copy. Yeah, don't try to then, copy. Then you get like that yeah. faux anime that you get so like do on your Cartoon thing. Network every now and then. Hmm. And you could throw they're trying really hard to be anime, but it just doesn't feel genuine. Hey, you're just throwing it down. Yeah, just right. make your game. If you're inspired by stuff like Metal Gear, you can make a stealth game, but then do your own unique twist on it, and people could see. Like, look at Skulls of the Shogun. Those people were clearly inspired by. Advanced wars and a lot of like Japanese history and Japanese mm-hmm. anime stories, but they said, "Yeah, we're inspired by, it, but we can make our own stuff too." Look at Galaxy. Remember the we were talking about last week, the mm-hmm. the the mecha anime show. Yep. But turning into a game, they're clearly inspired by Japanese anime shows, but they're not trying to be the Japanese like licensed game game. Mm-hmm. And they're making something interesting and unique as a result. Cool beans. Chroma Squad. Chroma Squad. Chroma Squad yeah, exactly. that's actually something. I, that's actually something I kickstarted. Yeah, me too. What? In fact, I think you were the one who actually called my attention to it. Yes, yes. That's the the scent. The uh, scent I want. Yeah. yeah. Like a game dev story, but for like a Power Rangers show. Yeah. 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 Okay. Totally my kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Those people were clearly inspired by Japanese sources, but they said we can do our own interesting thing too. Yeah, I, you can have I, it both ways. Yeah, and I, 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 I kickstarted something fairly recently, which was basically uh, we want to do a uh, action like mecha game. You know, similar to the, some of the games I've talked about in the cast before, mm-hmm. uh, like another centuries episode stuff like that. Um, and yeah, no, I'm just interested to see their take on it. Interestingly, I think the developers are actually from the might actually be from the Philippines. I can't remember. It's been a little while since I checked the old updates on that one. I know I get them delivered to my inbox and all, but sometimes I just want to wait for the game to come out or have a playable beta or something. Don't tease me, just let me play it. Speaking of just letting you play things, Master Chief then um, wrote a second uh, contribution to the show in the thread um, talking about... Speaking of ridiculous, I have to take issue with this PlayStation Games giveaway thing with Plus. This is something you and many others don't put out nearly enough. Those PS Plus games aren't yours to keep. They go away if you miss a PS Plus payment. All right. Master Chief, the understanding is you're going to be a PlayStation Plus member for quite some time. But let but let's 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 take your situation into account. I've actually had this happen. I've missed a payment and my PS Plus has expired. Uh, guess what happens? As soon as you make your next payment, you get all your old games back. You don't lose them. Now, you still need to be a member of PlayStation Plus to have access to them. You're absolutely right. And if you ever want to stop doing that, you're going to lose all those games. Are 100% you sure you get true. Your, your library back? Yeah, yes. I did. Because <laughs> it showed for it. Because it repopulated all of it in my download queue. Cool. No, I'm just wondering. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I, no, I went back and specifically looked for that. It was like, oh my gosh. So, and there also seems to be some misunderstanding about whether you can play PlayStation Plus games online. And the answer is you can, but you, they have an expiration. Offline. Time. Yeah. Offline. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no reason to be online to play a PlayStation Plus game. I, I'm sure it has to check at some point, but it's not like it's, yeah. it's it, not like a continuous needs to be online while you play or anything. Yeah. It checks when your subscription is. Yeah. 
do. I don't, so it caches that somewhere. Yeah. Yep. I don't think it's that ridiculous to remind people every now and then that you actually don't own your PS Plus games. And that's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah, I just wanna. I just don't want people to be scared that as soon as they miss a payment, they're gonna go away. Because that that is a ridiculous level of paranoia to have. And if it were the tr- case, I'd be kind of upset with Sony because I would have lost all like a bazillion of my games already. But uh, fortunately, it does not appear to be the case right now, and I don't think it will be the case in the future. But if that changes, I'll let you know. And um, because he was comparing it to Xbox Live Gold, where you get free games. You do get to keep your Xbox Live Gold games, providing that they are not online-centric. So they've actually put out a couple of games. Well, I mean, you basically get to keep the games, and if they're online-centric, then you just need to have gold anyway. Yeah. So once you get gold, do you get it back? Or does it actually disappear? I don't know. Okay. No, no, no. You you have to go through the purchase process with Xbox Live, with the games. Yeah. They're on your account. You own them. It's just... Well, you if always you, have to go through the purchase process. Well, if you lose gold, though, you're just, you, like you said, you can't play them online. Right. Say if you want to play this game online, would you like some Xbox Live Gold? <laughs> right, right. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. So that's where we stand now. Um, I think our complaints about play, the games for gold, man, it was just... Are the, mostly that they're old games. They're old games that predominantly require online play. Uh, Predominantly? Yeah. All right. No. Go look at a list. I think it's happening. I, I have looked at a list, and I've downloaded quite a few of them. I haven't played any of them online. Okay. And I, I'm not complaining. They're like they've had stuff like Assassin's Creed 2. They had like all the Dead Rising stuff, Dead Rising 2, and yeah, Dead Rising I think Zero. pretty much all of them can be played offline, Anna. They've they've had a uh, no, not all of them. I said pretty I, much. Mm, I but a lot of them that. you could totally play offline. And you don't even have gold and you don't look at these games. <laughs> I looked at a list before you looked I at a li- his post. You don't even know what half these games are. They're Xbox games. You're like, I don't know what that is. Uh, and you know what? Uh, you say what you will, but I've enjoyed having been able to play some of these. You may say they're old games, but I missed quite a few of these. Like, yeah, uh, and that's fine. I mean, I, just... I, I, that's fine. Yeah, I, I just I don't think it's competitive. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. It's it's like Xbox Gold and the things they're doing with it. Standing by itself is fine, but I people want to equate the two systems, and I don't think they're there yet. And I not, was never equating the two systems. Yeah. I just figured I was going to pay for Gold anyway as someone who's this primary console wants to play online, and it's nice to get in some free stuff. Well, you're just a happy guy who enjoys getting stuff for free. All right, so... A lot of people were paying for gold anyway because that's how the yeah. if you want to play multiplayer games yep. work. And now that they're and they would now that they're getting anything at all, it's right. great. I think, well, I think I think people are upset because at this point it seems like PS Plus is the better value. It is. Yeah, it is. Okay. And, and it's like, well, let's get that three sixty back on top because for the longest time the live was by far the better online service value, right? Yes, absolutely. And I mean, no there were podcasts place. that I was laughing and telling people you get what you pay for. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. I don't want to get in. That's such a dumb debate to have at this point. All right. So let's let's get into um, Twitch. Yeah, news. Twitch is now the live streaming partner of E3 for the next three years. Ooh. No, anybody that's right, care? G4 is dead, isn't it? They they will have a booth in the yeah that's a good point it must be because G four is dead um, Twitch will have a booth in the South Hall and its live stream will be displayed on the monitors throughout the convention last year it was um it was game trailers they were doing everything yep um, so now I guess it's Twitch mm-hmm. no I said game trailers I know GameSpot was doing it too 
Hmm. GameSpot Game has been doing it for it a long time. It was GameSpot, yeah. So are they not going to do it this year? I don't know. No, That's a good question. A they always have a like... booth there, and they've always been streaming, but for the most part, but they've not, been like... They haven't had an official streaming home. Right. So does that mean they're going to block the other ones, or is everyone just going to stream? Right. And this will be and the one on the E3 concern. page. And that's probably what it is. This will just be the one linked on the E3 page instead of game trailers or something like that. Which <laughs> makes a lot of sense, because Twitch is kind of where it's at if you want to watch gaming content right now. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. So and, Oh, and the live stream will be displayed on monitors throughout the convention, because, you know, that's useful to people who are there. <laughs> Why do you need... You're there. You don't need to watch the live stream. You're there. All right, whatever. It's for people that don't want to stand in a long line. Go to your hotel room. Dark Souls 2 has a new trailer uh, prologue thing. You can go find that on the web. I think we have it. Uh, I just want to let you know that's out there. Uh, There's a big old prologue uh, thing from Dark Souls 2 and a hollow lullaby video and all this sort of stuff. Um, Pure Solar. Oh, wait. But more, more news from Dark Souls 2. Let's do it all. Let's do it smart. We have a PC release date. April 25th. A bit more than a month and it's available for 360 and PS3. Dark Souls 2 will be available um, April 25th. Uh, there is a pre-order and with like 10 weapon bonus and stuff on Steam right now. So you could go do that. And in our story talking about the PC date, you can see the prologue video I was just talking about. And uh, yeah, there you go. The two minute prologue. Uh Let's see. And we have Pure Solar. It's coming out soon. Uh, April 2014. Pure Solar HD. Actually, we talked about this last week. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, Conception 2 as a demo. Uh, later this month, on uh, March 25th, there'll be a demo for the 3DS and the Vita. Uh, and you can... Uh, oh, your progress from the demo will carry over to the final game. Yay. So there you go. Uh, April 14th for... Or, excuse me. April 15th, tax day is when Conception 2 will be out in the U.S. In North America, excuse me. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Dragon Age Inquisition has a big old environment trailer. And I watched this, and a lot of people are like, oh, it looks so pretty. And I'm like, oh, I really want to see more gameplay footage because I don't care about what the environments look like. Like, what kind of a Dragon Age is this going to feel like? A Dragon Age 1 or a Dragon Age 2? That's what matters to me, and they didn't really answer any of those questions here. Except the graphics have been upgraded significantly. Woo! What do you think, John? Did you watch this trailer? Right. Uh, wait, wait, what was the game? Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, right. Yeah, I kind of felt sort of mental, mentally sort of filtered it. Yeah. No, I, I don't care. Oh, you didn't watch? Oh, you don't care about Dragon Age at all? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's All right. <laughs> what about you, Manny? It's just a fly through. Who cares? It's a okay. Never. Mind. All right. <sighs> no, I'm not even being like. Just you're right. It's just more. Show me the actual game in motions and like the actual what I'm going to be doing, not just a fly through of environments. You can make a fly through of any environment look nice. There's something I forgot to link to for Dark Souls Two. Somebody made um, Dark Souls Two if it were an '80s action cartoon. And it's a two minute video. That's kind of a trailer towards an 80s anime cartoon of uh, Dark Souls 2. It's awesome. It's funny. I really like it. Um, it has the line, they took his girl. Now he's going to take their souls in it, which is awesome. And yeah, so you can watch that. Dark Souls 2, if it were an 80s action cartoon. Uh, some people are being invited into Heroes of the Storm. 
Uh, I'm not one of those people. Anne, are you one of those people? No. No. Only select players get to be in the technical alpha. I has a sad. Um, Divinity Original Sin. Um, let's see. Uh, they have a demo. Polygon has some video and stuff. And, well, I guess a trailer. But they have a write-up of kind of their impressions from the demo. Uh, the point being, there's uh, impressions of, like the, of this uh, closed demo out there. You should go check it out if you're interested in, in Divinity Original Sin and see kind of what they're pulling it, pulling off here. Uh, uh, Twitch Plays Pokemon has moved on to Pokemon Crystal. And they have like six badges. And it's the Emu, Emu 2 version, some sort of hack version of it, so they can get all the Pokemon in it. Um, but yeah, it is going. They've got like six badges, and they're cranking away. Uh, I watched some of that this week. I still enjoy it. Pokemon Crystal has really good music. Yeah, the Gold, Sil- the gold Silver Crystal music was, I think Gen 2 had some of the best music. And so, it was even better when he came back as Hot Gold. Yeah, it, it's so with Crystal, I find myself more um, likely to just leave the stream on in the background because the music's so good. <laughs> Whereas with the first game, it got really grating after a while. You can buy the entire album right now for like ten bucks on iTunes. I know. Yeah, <laughs> and listen to the actual music anytime you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, do it, man. I know. I know. So. Ouya is going to start getting embedded into other devices. Windows phones. No. Bad cats. No. Consoles. No. Amazon console. No. Maybe. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, one thing you'll start to see is Ouya on other people's devices, says uh, Ermin, who is their CEO. Um, we started with a $99 box, but we always wanted to create a console platform that can live on other people's devices. Yeah, that's what you wanted. We just knew it was going to take us a little bit of time to get it ready. Now we think the software is good enough. It's ready to be embedded in other people's devices. Okay. And I worry. I worry that someone like Amazon, who's trying to get into the games business, will see this as an easy way out. So wh- Okay, so Amazon makes their little device... It does Ouya, it does Amazon Prime instant video and video rentals, it does... what else? I, I don't know how this works out for Amazon. No, I, I'm just saying, like she said, the Amazon example, but I worry that someone like Amazon would be like, oh, okay, this is easy, let's just do games from them. Gamers like them, don't they? Um, also, people in the chat room would like us to start doing a feature every week, Manny, where you talk about the books you're reading. All right. So be prepared hey, next week for a book my club. Los, my local Los Angeles public library system. Uh-huh. Did you know it has 72 regional branches? No, it? I didn't. Yeah. And the central library alone has millions of books. How does it work when you want to get books from one library to another? Do you have a good system for... Oh, it's great. The, the, everything's online. You can rent e-books and audio books. Uh, you can request any book you want, and it's sent for free to your local regional branch. How does renting an audio book work? Um, they use a, uh, an app called Overload. And you use your uh, library credentials, and they loan it out to you for a period of days, and then it's automatically sent back when it's done. Cool. Yeah, I've been trying to. You know, I figure I live in the city. I'm probably I might not live here forever, and I'm not even taking advantage of all the stuff I have. So why not start reading some books? I've been. That's how I read uh, Batman: Court of Owls. I've been trying to read through some like classic Batman comics. It is so awesome that your library does comics. <laughs> oh, so many, so many. Here we are thinking you're reading literature. It's like, no, Batman Court of Owls. It is literature. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sorry, of course. All right. Um, Dungeon Defenders 2 is going to have a lot of world building and storytelling. So 
Yeah. Because that's what you go to for a dungeon defense. Was that some giggling I heard in the background there? Huh? Was that some giggling I heard I heard some giggling in the background. I heard some giggling. Um, I'd be interested to see Dungeon Wait, Defenders. Dungeon Defenders is an RPG? We covered the first one. Because it's kind of okay. an RPG. You level up your characters and level up your... your um, you know, Honestly, stuff- I, like some of the Call of Duty multiplayer has been more RPG-like than that was. <laughs> Did you play Dungeon Defenders? Yeah, I didn't yeah. like it a yeah. bit. Michael got really into it. He got high level. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, All right. I didn't know, so I was asking. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, Mists of Pandaria Digital Deluxe Edition sales are going to stop next week. Or I guess this week. Um, that is probably because you're going to start getting Mists content with the base purchase, right? I don't know. I forget how it works. Um, you're going to start getting free level 90s, so I think they need to stop selling the collect- the digital deluxe edition, and probably the digital edition soon, but that's where they're starting with. Um, let's see. Originally $59.99, you can purchase it while it lasts for $39.99 to get the expansion sold content, plus an Imperial Quilin mount and a Quilin pet and a Diablo 3 banner sigil and accent and StarCraft 2 portraits of the infested orc and the Night Elf Templar. So. Is it me? Or are those... uh? portraits like the most useless thing they are very useless yeah very useless it's like who um, cares at a certain point when you have like over 300 or whatever and it, let's see so it looks like uh also useless what that has been determined to be the people who make new content for Ashran's call and they've eliminated those positions so let's see they're going to keep uh, Ashran's call up um and they're going to teach users how to run their own servers later this year Wow, talk about the death of an MMO. We're going to actually teach the users how to keep their own servers going. And I guess they're going to shut the game down eventually, and they've already stopped uh, making new content for it. So Asheron's Call, finally going to begin its twilight years. I wish people who played MMOs were less attached to one specific MMO. Like it's I don't weird. know. It's a lot of investment on that game, don't you it think? Is. It totally is. But the good thing is people are still making MMOs. So if you could just you and your friends could move to like the latest, most updated thing, you get continued support on new systems and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I, I I I don't know. I feel like the it depends what you want. Are you so tied to this world? Or are you tied to the experiences you had with your friends? And if you can move on to a game that it's you know that's still running and working, it's not just you and like three people on your own private well, server. It's also about creating your character and leveling them up and making them very powerful and influential in that game, right? And you can't just transfer that over. To start all that over might be dis- discouraging. Yeah, it might be. Oh, I. I I, but I just feel like I move they, on, so I can't really relate. <laughs> no, I just say I feel like if they were to be a little bit more flexible, they could be like, oh, they don't have to go through this, the, the sad death of a member. Or maybe they have to go through the repeated sad death of several <laughs> I don't know what's worse. Right. Um, this is so sad. This is a story. Square Enix revealed the second tier of pre order bonuses for Dragon Guard 3. It's a costume pack um, based on near outfits. So if you're pre ordered before April 9th, you get it. And that's all I want to say about it because it feels kind of dirty. All right, so costumes. Woo. Woo. Oh, Diablo oh, three. Just... Who's been playing Diablo three? John, you've been playing Diablo three, and I know you. I know why. Why? Because there's a fifty percent XP bonus in there right now. There is. 
until um, March 24th, there is a 50% EXP bonus in Diablo 3, so you can start grinding out Paragon levels at a super fast rate, and just go play that right now. And yeah, that's it. I just go to Legendary Quiver. Good for you. Like right now? Uh, about 10 oh. minutes ago. Okay, good for you. Let's see, covered that. Oh, Sacred 3, which is a game I forgot was even coming. Um, this is another Diablo-like game. Uh, it's being delayed until summer 2014, according to Deep Silver. And, yeah. So. Thank you, Chris. You reminded me to go renew my book. It's about to expire in two days. Your book? Oh, the library book? Okay. Yeah, good I for just you. renewed it online. It's great. Next you. book I'm going to check out, just for everyone knows, it's going to be called Mongol Warrior 1200 to 1350. I mean, to 1350. By Stephen Turnbull. That should be great. It should be a fun book. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, <laughs> I'm hey, sorry about this story. Literary no, no, I'm to. laughing about this story. Um, I apologize. Shaquille O'Neal is funding the Shaq Fu sequel on Indiegogo for four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wait, he's what? Oh, he's funding it completely himself. I'll admit it. Shaq Fu was a horrible game. I'm a huge fan of video games and want to have my name associated with a Shaq Fu game that I'm proud of and would like to play. Said in, he said in press release, "This is my second chance, and it's even better this time since I'm able to partner with the fans to make this happen." So, wait, wait, I'm confused. Is he funding the game? I'm or is trying to figure that out funding? right now. It's on Indiegogo. Uh, doesn't Shaq make like several million dollars a year? He says he's funding. It. Hold on. Or did he hear they are okay? Say, hey. A campaign yeah. is running for 46 days. Indiegogo campaign. It runs through April 21st. Um, the studio received whatever money has been contributed to the campaign by that time, even if their goal isn't met. And so, what's Shaq doing? Is he matching whatever's donated or something? Or, or is, is this he... his project that he put on Indiegogo? Hmm. Can't Shaq fund it himself? They have a whole section here. He is the best center ever to play the game. Of course, he's got money, and yes, he will be investing a lot of his own time and money in this project. We will be investing considerably more of our own money, which feels wrong to me, in the game than we are asking for. The purpose of bringing the money of the game to the public is to see how much interest there is in becoming Shaq's partner and seeing the game happen. In exchange for your help, Shaq is offering unprecedented access to his life with incredible perks. Here are some highlights. Bag a signed original size 22 Shaq Attack sneaker. Play oh, basketball with Shaq at, on his own court at his house. Have Shaq become your personal secretary by recording your voicemail. Have lunch or dinner with the big man Chris, for you or your friends. Not good on any level. Be part of a taping of a TNT show at an NBA game. Okay, whatever. It makes me wonder if he's no, in serious. No, you have to hear this next line. This isn't about a celebrity giving away trinkets for cash. This is a true partnership. We think it is unprecedented. Shaq is ready and willing to work for your support, and you can bet that he'll be great, grateful for every cent and every plug he gives. So we are not asking for any more than we need. We are all about appreciation for the fact that you're putting your hard-horned cash on the table. Um, 5% of the profits of the game go to Boys and Girls Club. You know what they don't answer in this question? Why Shaq can't fund it himself? <laughs> I'm saying, like, like hey, it, I, it, this has raised like several red flags for me. Number one, like, yes, why can't he, he? He supposedly makes several, several million dollars a year. Um, not only that, though, it makes me sound like it makes it sound like he's out of money that he's doing this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But number, he's on TV three, still. It, he's still getting paid. Okay, fine, but what about 
Shaq, if you think that you need to invest millions of your own dollars into this project, you've already you've already failed miserably. You missed the you, what are you doing? Don't do no, don't pull a Kurt Schilling. This isn't like a project Copernicus. It should be like a small little indie well, game. Well, well, on the on the flip side, Manny, maybe that's what he has listened to that advice from somebody and he's not putting millions of his own money and that's why they need more money. I think he could make a pretty decent indie game for $400,000 of his own cash. Hmm. Well, maybe they want to do better than that. They want to, I don't know. What does he want to make? Like, All right. I, the bottom end is 15 bucks. Get you a copy of the game. And let's go to the top end. Oh, man. The, the floor seats are in here, in case you're wondering. Uh, $35,000 gets you... Uh, you and two friends to TNT Studios for a meet and greet to watch the taping of NBA on TNT and to have lunch with Shaq at the studio, travel not included. $35,000. You also receive exclusive signed memorabilia, a copy of the game, a t-shirt, free lifetime DLC, oh boy, and a limited edition character and weapon. Wait, wait, $35,000? $35,000. For that, can I just buy my own floor seats? <coughs> no, 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 no. Seats, floor seats are only 3000 Oh, <laughs> so what you're saying is I can buy, I could pay for a hotel for six hundred dollars. Shaq will follow you on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> oh, for five hundred dollars, he'll follow you on Instagram. Apparently, Instagram doesn't cost as much. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> can you imagine if Kurt Schilling did this to fund? Uh... It probably would have been more successful. I already forgot the name of the game. Kingdoms Uh, of Amalur. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Okay, in much more serious news, somebody who actually legitimately needs money, um, Brandon Boyer is the journalist and chairman of the IGF, uh, Independent Games Festival. He needs donations to uh, assist in medical expenses. Didn't he already get all this money already? Oh, did he? Like a long time ago. No. No? He is uh, actually $495 short. Okay. I'm, Wait, I'm 400? Right, okay. $495. I've got the page open right now. If you go, go to GoFundMe.com slash Brandon, N-N, B-R-A-N-D-O-N-N-N, um, or I guess you could probably just search for Brandon Boyer on there, uh, you'll find his uh, GoFundMe page. Uh, long story short, he had stomach aches, found out he had... Uh, pretty advanced cancer they had to do surgery immediately he did it and his insurance said hey because you had answered the doctor that you had stomach aches in the past five years you need uh we consider it a pre-existing condition and thus we aren't going to cover you um they were basically jerks about it so he yeah the uh chances for appeal are kind of zero because the the company yeah the insurance is kind of protected which kind of sucks they wouldn't be protected with the the new Affordable Care Act stuff, but this is before that happened. Um, so anyway, so he needs about one hundred ten thousand to deal with the the bills. Um, th- people have been very generous, and he's almost got it all. So I was just going to plug that that was going on. I didn't realize he was so close to his goal. So I'm Man. sure he will get it. And if you want to be one of the final contributors, uh, it's right there on GoFundMe.com. It pays to be likable, huh? Uh, it does. But I, was I think, just thinking if I think we should do this developer. for anybody. So anytime I, I see this, I'm going to plug them. So. Well, good for you. I, I think a lot of people only do it, though, because, you know, 
I, I just it makes me sense. Look, Manny, I, I know. I know we can be cynical about how some people are getting it and some people aren't. But in this case, this guy needs help with this cancer bill. Let's oh, see no, if we can I, help. Hey, I can observe. He already got his money. I can still comment yeah. on it. All right, all right, all right. I mean, he's 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 okay. He's yeah, not gonna he's going to do okay. Up, you're right. And he's going right. to recover. It just, I just sometimes I wonder about the the less popular uh, guys who don't get uh, the well, retweets from and they and have, they don't get money. <laughs> and I mean, one of yep. the things that he said on Twitter is, if anybody has ideas for how he can pass this forward, good. To... If he totally does that, that's fantastic. That'd be that cool. helps yeah. people who are who aren't as visible or as public as he. Right, and himself. I mean, he acknowledges that the reason he's able to do this is because he's a public figure. He's not a big public figure. I'd never heard of him before. Well, his friends are. His friends figures. are, yeah. That's what so it that's really what is. is, yeah. And that's what I kind of think is cool, you know? Um, well, it's also kind of nepotistic, but oh well. Anyway. <sighs> I always worry about the small guy. Yeah. Square Enix collecting feedback for Kingdom Hearts features and special editions. This is our last story of the day. Uh, Square Enix has an online survey where you can talk about... Um, what sort of pre-order incentives and features you want attached to future Kingdom Hearts? So, <laughs> we've gone from shallow to really important to even more shallow than than the first thing. All right, so that that that's out there. If you want it, you can uh, find a link. It's it's a Survey Monkey survey. Um, Polygon's going to link to it. Survey. Yeah, uh, we got us linked. Oh, by the way, in case you don't know this, if you're a, a recent listener, all our stories every week are cataloged on Delicious. So if you go to delicious.com slash rpgamer slash the show number, you will find a list of all the stories for that week. So rpgamer slash 298 this week would uh, uh, 298 would give you all this week's stories, including um, links to all the stuff, the, the, the story about the guy with cancer, uh, the survey here. So that's how you can find the stories easily if you want to reference them later or look up what were they talking about on the podcast that I wanted to look at later. You can find them all there. All right, Manny, I miss anything? Oh, uh, let me look at the show went quick, didn't it? Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? So we're already it's a light these. news week, really. Yeah, because all the stuff is coming out yeah, shortly. So you works. don't need to pique interest about oh, it. Oh, you didn't, you didn't talk interest. about the reviews on the site? Oh, thank you. Let Stick me do of that. Truth. We got a review up for Stick of Truth and, and Magus. And did we talk about... Wait, is the Eschatology review up or no? No, it's not up. Okay. Eschatology review probably coming up this week, so keep an eye out for that. Oh, there is a Boot Hills Heroes interview. Yes. I love that game. I've played that game at PAX before, or not PAX. I played it at a uh, Comic Con before, and I really can't wait for this game to come out. So go check out the interview and uh, get excited for that game. So if you want to know uh, Magus, just let me uh, cut a long story short. Mm-hmm. Don't buy it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. One point five over out of five. Oh. Everything gets a two out of five in his in his in the subcategories though. <laughs> Battle system two, interaction two, originality two, game one point five. <laughs> yes, because the whole is less than its parts. <laughs> well done, Megas developers. Um, any big things coming up anytime soon? I'm big going events. to San Francisco this week. Oh, that's nice. But she can't, well, no, for nope. Natsume and other people, but she can't talk about what she's going to do. <laughs> You're going to go to the mission and get some burritos? Yes, that's it. That's flying her out oh. to talk about burritos. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, I wasn't joking. Are you going to go get some nice burritos in the mission? Um, I have no idea. What's the mission? Okay, that's a no. Well, first of all, it's in L.A., not San Francisco. I'm going to right? San Francisco. Oh, oh, San Francisco? Yeah. Okay, then. 
Isn't the mission in L.A.? I don't know where the mission is. Manny? I, I don't know what... If you say the mission not here, I don't know what you're talking about. You said you, the mission. Are you going to yeah. the mission? You is asked that... if I was going to the mission. Yeah, the mission district in San Francisco. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank like when you. you. Say the mission here, I don't know what you're talking about. I thought it was San Francisco. I yeah, I didn't know what the heck the mission was. I was, was. just making sure. Okay. So, Anna, you're going to San Francisco. Yes. And you need to request to get some burritos in the mission. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's your How assignment. How close is the mission to Burlingame? I'll Google that right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> very tiny. All right? I don't know. I've only been there like twice. Okay. <laughs> that's why you were talking about the mission here. I'm like, what are you talking Are you talking about the actual Spanish mission? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Did you confuse what? that? Because no. I, I was talking about the mission district in San Francisco. Hey, I've listened to enough podcasts from people in, uh, in San Francisco who talk about burritos <laughs> in the mission to know that's a thing. <laughs> Okay. I would rather go eat some really good seafood. Uh, it's oh. about 18 minutes from Natsume. Cool. So I'm sure they have lots of burrito stories. <laughs> I'll send them an email this week. Hey, guys, can we go, go to Mission for burritos? <laughs> yeah, San Francisco's tiny. It's interesting how small that little city is. It is small. Wow. It's just like on this little outjet of land. Yeah, yeah. Usually, it's, it's like the way when people talk about Los Angeles, they're also they're not only talking about the city, but they're talking about the county at the same time. Right. A lot of people, when they talk about San Francisco, they're really talking about the San Francisco Bay Area. I, I still don't know where Los Angeles, the city, ends, honestly. Oh, it, it's, it's, just... the, it's, the, it's the biggest part of it. It's, it's this, if you ever look at a map at it, it's this sprawling thing that sort of incorporated different parts as they needed it. <laughs> yeah. So there's actually like a long corridor that makes no sense, but it's a corridor <laughs> that goes down and incorporates like L.A. Harbor. All right. I'll, I'll send you a map. No, that's good. Yeah, I've got it up on Google Maps right now. It's just like, there's lots of names on here. I don't know which ones of these are part of LA, not part of LA. It's just it's just everywhere, you know? It's, yeah, it's a mess. Is Long Beach part of Los Angeles? Uh, I think so. Is Compton? <laughs> yeah, Compton for sure. Okay. Chino? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Riverside? Look, go to the Wikipedia page. You see, you see the red blob. How that about Mission Viejo? I don't, Viejo, I, uh, there, the, you have a mission. All right. I'm bad with the fr- I'm not, mission not hills. Game. I don't know anything. Um, all right. I, I need to go uh, play more L.A. Noir and get some uh, some L.A. geography in my head. Uh, Cole Phelps, <laughs> Wilson Division. Cole Phelps, Wilson Division. Yep. Cole Phelps. <laughs> Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. If you'd like to leave feedback for the show, board.rpingamer.com is our message boards. Um, we're going to do an experiment this week. I've been getting an incredible amount of spam to the podcast email address. So we're going to take the podcast email address offline for a couple weeks. Just temporarily. Um, and I need to take it completely offline for this to work. So it's just going to go down completely. Uh, people who try to send emails are going to get bounce backs so that it's invalid address. We know that this is a technique that can help reduce spam. So we're going to try it and along with some other things. And we'll I'll let you know when I'm bringing the address back. But hey, uh, you know, uh, I work for a, uh, a hosted services company. Um, I maybe I should sell you a mailbox. <laughs> maybe. Um, the problem isn't our our mailbox; it's our spam filter and the fact that we have a very public email address. Uh, we, uh, well, we resell Simon Tech stuff. How much so. money do you think I'd have to give Shaq for him to send us an email? Uh, I don't. Oh, uh, this is Shaq. Right into calling John, do you have Sophos filtering enabled for your mailboxes? Uh, uh, 
Message Labs. Simon Tech Message Labs. Oh, semantic. Oh, okay, Message Labs. Well, I, that might be enough. <laughs> I'll just, we'll talk blocks, offline. We a, we a, <laughs> we'll talk we offline. Blocks, we have a block senders list. That's Yeah, like, I mean, if you have an actual spam filtering service that's professional, um, it will probably work better than Spam Assassin, and I'm interested. Okay. Um, if it's cheap. Otherwise, only my email is actually pretty cheap, and I might just go with that. Um, oh, I got a small news story. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Knights of the Old Republic is 50% off this week on and, iOS. Yeah, there was a oh. huge update to the iPad version. Uh, they what? added iCloud support, so you so you can play from your phone to your iPad seamlessly, and they've added much better made-for-iPhone controller support, so you can play the entire thing with a physical keyboard, I mean, physical controller if you want to. Like, where do I buy one of these made-for-iPhone controllers? You don't oh, want, I don't think you want to buy them just yet, because they're all really expensive. <laughs> At GameStop? I mean, they're around, they're just really I haven't seen any that were expensive. good. I like well, um, the Logitech like one is really Cats good. One, which looks like an Xbox controller is probably the best one, but it's, I don't think that's even Wait, wait, yet. you guys just recommended the each opposite ones. <laughs> yeah, I One know, of you right? said the Mad Cats one, one of you said the Logitech one. Neither of you have actually used them, right? Um, I've used the Logitech one. Where? Um, at PAX this year. Oh, okay. Somebody give Either me way, man, it's, it's, it's $5 it's and it has yeah. multiple support for stuff, so okay. if you want Cool beads. Um, for a game like KOTOR, I would think I'd want to use my finger anyway, but whatever. Um, Some people weirdly say they, they don't like it because playing with their hand because their hand blocks half the screen. But then when they say that, I I'm, I get confused because why is you why are you putting your hand in the middle of the screen? <laughs> I wonder that as well. No, because like literally the... Like, the controls can, are on uh, the side, aren't they? You can control it from anywhere. I mean, because it's like... They, all you have to do is just move up, put, move your finger up on the screen, and you can literally do that in the top corner and the other corner. Like, I use my thumb in the very corner, and my hand never blocks the screen, ever. Mm. So. All right. It's just weird, though. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week. 608-729-4098 is the voicemail, and you can leave us a message. 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098. We got no messages last week. I want three this week. That's your assignment. Leave a voicemail. <sighs> Preferably 30 seconds or less. Smart and pithy. All right. What else we got? That's it. Thanks, everybody. Oh. Oh. Uh, uh, oh. What video game related books or books having to do with anything video game related have you been reading? Tell other, me for Emmanuel's new literary hour. Other than Ready Player One, because we already know everyone already has recommended that. So So you send in your video game related book ideas, things you liked. It's for Emmanuel's literary corner. Yep. All right. Sweet. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you next week. Bye.